Hey, Bitch Talkers, welcome to episode 301 of the Bitch Talk Podcast. Booze interview straight from the heart of San Francisco. We are in the heart of, well, the heart of the TL in San Francisco. We're at uh, the Hemlock Tavern, which is uh, sadly closing on October 6th. So we wanted to get our last drink here before they close. Uh, We had our Bitch Talk podcast first live event here uh, a few years ago, our 100th episode podcast. 200 episodes ago. Yeah, and uh, they were a great venue to work with. Uh, A lot of us San Franciscans who are still holding on tight love this place. And uh, we decided to invite a friend of ours who we've had on before. Another iconic San Francisco Right, a local legend, really. Uh, His name's Broke S. Stewart. How are you? Hopefully I'll make it past October 6th. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we all do. Right, right. Every day, you never know. Yeah, it's um, possible. Hi, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I was like, God, this is kind of a sad, sad invite. Do you want to come and like help us? And talk about how we're sad about yeah. this place leaving. But we could also give it praise and give it the send-off it yeah. deserves. I have so many fucking stories about this place. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, do well, you remember you were- your first time here? Whoa. Or not. Because I don't. <laughs> or when you discovered the house. I mean, I've been coming here since at least 2005. Yeah, not, they opened not, in 2004. Right. So, yeah, I mean, long time. Yeah, it's a staple. Yeah. It's funny. I've had so many things here. Uh, years ago when I was making zines, so this was 2004, 2005, somebody, uh, it's funny, I got this email from this Australian chick, and she's like, I was going to do an Australian accent, but it's not going to work. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> so, I, oh, I stay it. Uh, stay oh, I'm from Dernanda, and uh, my name's Holly. And me and my me and my friend are traveling, right? I can't do it. It's not, it's hey, not. That was good. It was uh, good. Thanks. It was uh, good, but it was slow. You got to yeah, speak yeah. things I do a better I do a better Irish accent, but we can do that later. Uh, okay. So this woman, Holly, emailed me. And she's like, I just bought your zine. Uh, I love it. Uh, can we take, I'm, you know, I'm traveling, can we take you out for a drink? And like in my head, I was like, oh, maybe it's two girls. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so I uh, mean, a friend. As you do. As I mean, you do. You just, that's yeah. exactly the yeah. first Cross thing your you fingers think. and hope. When you hear we, you think threesome. Right, right. Boom. Boom. So me and some friends showed up and it was actually her and her husband. But, um, but. Well, that could be interesting. Yeah. The, the yeah. uncool threesome. Right. Yeah, uh, no, exactly. uh, no, thank you. The devil's threesome. We've talked called? about this yeah. before. Yeah. yeah. No, but, um, thank you. I ended up being like really good friends with them, and uh, and then and she eventually got divorced. But like uh, my friend Kim, who was here uh, that night when we all met, ended up marrying the guy, and they're still together. What? They've, they've, Wait. they've got two kids. Like this whole like. Wait a minute! Thing. Your friend married the husband of the down under chick. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. We need a tree for that. I know, right? So you. <laughs> So it was good and bad. Like you broke up a marriage. Anyway, you look at it, it's something, you know. But yeah, they, yeah. and they're still together. They're still together. They're really good friends of mine. You should have officiated the wedding. Mm, oh, no. have a broke Maybe. ass wedding. No, I was at the wedding though. Huh? Okay. It was, it was a lot of fun. So it was a hemlock connection, love connection, in a weird way. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've, had some, I've had some hemlock love connections myself. Duh. Have you ever had an event here or participated in an event at all or just come? No, I've just been here. Just a patron. Yeah. yeah. Or bartended here? Nope, just drank here. <laughs> just drank here. Oh, hemlock. 
I brought, you want me to read the thing I, I brought? I do. So yes, I, yeah. please. So to out there's in li- the millions of listeners in listener land. Uh, millions. So I wrote this article at this point six years ago, five years ago. Um, I was doing a column for the 7x7 seven seven called The Weeknighter. <laughs> and, and each uh, thing was a different thing about a bar. Okay. And um, But it wasn't just go here, drink this. It was like telling you a story, and the bar just happens to be the char- one of the characters, you know? Right. So... Um, one of my favorite ones is about the hemlock. And uh, it, it was in my zine, which I brought with me. But the, the most recent zine I did, which was 2014, the zine's called Love Notes and Other Disasters. Yes. And it's a collection of some of my better-known writing up until that time and then some new stuff. Uh, but I wrote this really great thing about the hemlock, so I want to read it to you guys. Quick question. Is yeah. it still available on your website? Yes. Okay. Great. So you should all buy this. What's your website? My website's called brokeassstewart.com. There you go. So here we go. The Hemlock Tavern. Socrates died from drinking hemlock. He was too smart for his own fucking good and they killed him for it. Those in power tried him and sentenced him to death by drinking a beverage laced with that poisonous plant. He was apparently a real asshole though. (laughs) The kind of guy who couldn't take the hint that you just want to sit at the bar and have a drink and not be asked hundreds of questions like, but who are you really? And do you want to hear about my app? (laughs) He was that kind of asshole. Still timely. No shit. Still timely. it kind of fits that Socrates was killed by Hemlock, though, because the Hemlock Tavern is trying to kill you. <laughs> and I mean that in the best way possible. It appeals to all your vices. The drinks are cheap. There's a heated smoking patio. Loud rock and roll bands play in the back room. The jukebox is free, and it's a good place to get laid. <laughs> Plus, it's in the Tenderloin. So if the bar doesn't have what you're looking for, you can pretty much walk out the door and find anything else you might want. Mm-hmm. Good point. The Hemlock Tavern is part of the San Francisco I moved into 11 years ago. It was a period I like to refer to as between gold rushes. <laughs> when things on Polk Street were grittier, gayer, and stranger, and the people who now yell stupid shit like YOLO from the uh. windows of Maze and Broadway, from Maze and McTeague's, were too, uh. they were too scared to cross Broadway, let alone California. These days, the douchery of the marina <laughs> is creeping down Polk Street like Hemlock. Does Hemlock actually creep? Regardless, it just works well here, doesn't it? But the Hemlock Tavern has managed to stay the same. The bartenders are still sweet and sour. The bags of peanuts are still hot. And you're still guaranteed to run into your ex-roommate or an old co-worker or one of the thousands of people that drift in and out of your life only to show up years ago, years, only show up again years later at a dive bar in the Tenderloin. There's an old Oscar Wilde quote that goes, it's an odd thing, but anyone who disappears is said to be seen in San Francisco. If he'd lived here, he would have known that you might, he would have known that you just have to go to the Hemlock Tavern to find them. If you've been reading The Weeknighter all this time, you know that I often end up waxing nostalgic. It's hard not to when the places you love, when the places you go and the people you love are so intertwined, and when the city that you've given your heart to is changing so rapidly before your eyes. If you haven't figured it out by now, these are not fucking bar reviews. These are reveries. These are meditations and these are love poems. These are for the people who need San Francisco almost as much as San Francisco needs them. For the drunks and the dancers, the protesters and the potheads, the fighters and the fuck-ups. These are for the people who want to spend their lives with San Francisco but have landlords who feel otherwise. It's my way of pinning down San Francisco to what it is now like a time capsule. 
So hopefully future people can look back at it with wonder. The Hemlock Tavern is just a bar, a really great bar, but just a bar. I'm using it as a vehicle through which to tell you a story about how much I love San Francisco and how much it breaks my heart sometimes. They killed Socrates with Hemlock. I hope the Hemlock Tavern keeps on killing it. The end. R.I.P. Uh, are you kidding? So many questions. I, yeah, I'm like tearing. I had like a little bit of chills. I, like it's just so on point. Thank you. And I think that that's why I've spent the last my almost my entirety of San Francisco following you and everything <laughs> that you write. And um, I've never been a person that's like, oh, what did the reviews say? That was the thing that started mainly like got really big with Yelp and things like that. But like before that, you're not like, oh, what does someone review it as? But no. you were the person for me Aww. that I was Thank like, you. I trust this motherfucker. You Thank know, you. <laughs> I like got like teary. That was so beautiful. Thank you. Sorry if the cadence was off. I was trying to sing over disco. That okay. pissed me <laughs> off, actually. I think that was a little forgiven. like 80s Aretha. Yeah, so maybe Another R.I.P. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Everything's dying. Yeah. Speaking of dying, <laughs> I mean. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just. How long have you been here? Since 2004? Uh, uh, 2002. I've been here since 2002, yeah. I mean, this city has changed so much, and I feel like it's really fast-forwarded in the last five, six years. Is there one place that closes on your on your list that you're like, if that's going to close, I'm done here? Specs. Ah, nice. I yeah. will burn the fucking place down. That's your... Oh, yeah. Specs is the greatest... Us, too. We love yeah. Specs. Specs is the greatest bar in the world. That's down, yeah, that's down the street from where I live. And, and yeah, there is something special about it. You're Think absolutely about this. right. Where else in the world can you sit at the bar and have a hot young thing on one side of you and an 85-year-old beat poet <laughs> on the other? Yeah. yeah. Only Specs. Yeah. Maybe Vesuvio on the right night. Right. Yeah. That's it, though. That's it. But okay. Vesuvio gets more of... I love Vesuvios as well, but it gets more of the tourist attract sure. attraction side of it that Specs doesn't get because it's just hidden enough. Specs is hidden, yeah. I mean, the great thing about Specs is we have at least another eight or nine years to right. get to worry because it was the first uh, to get the legacy status. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what I thought was a really a recent, really amazing idea, and I don't know how they did it, and I don't know if you covered it at all, but that the Grand Lake Theater over in Oakland bought their building, so they're going to be able to keep that for as long as they want. I wish there were, I don't know if that's a thing in San Francisco, it's probably way too fucking expensive, but it's like that's the only thing that's going to keep businesses oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, the, in town. Deja Vu owns their building, the building there. It's oh, like, I didn't it's know like that. the strip clubs, yeah. Okay. So there's pretty much one business, there's only one, there's like two companies in the city that own all the strip clubs. Oh, actually one, one company owns all the strip clubs, there's like one or two in, independent strip clubs, that's it. Okay. But Deja Vu owns all of North Beach, all, all those, and so then... A lot of real estate, too. They own the building. Mm, really? Yeah. Oh, smart. Well, I was reading about the Hemlock and that this was almost one of the last independent music venues because Live Nation has bought over Slims and then the Great American Music Hall. Yeah. So I don't know beyond this one. I don't know who else books, you know, over 15,000 bands since 2001 and really indie bands. So I mean, Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. Like I mean, Amnesia books bands still. Uh there are places. There, um, you have um, Neck of the Woods. Yeah. I mean, there's still places, but like, yeah. But this is a very specific. If you want a loud rock and roll and punk, you're going to come to Hemlock Tavern. Right. You know? Or comedy or any kind of act. But, you know, Bottom of the Hill is still independent, I think. 
Is oh, it? I love Bottom of the Hill. Yes. Uh, have you ever thought about purchasing, or could you P- purchasing? Well, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't even own my shoes. Uh, <laughs> I'm paying these I fuckers bet you, off. I bet you could do a Kickstarter. People will give you money. Buy me a bar, everybody. I know. It's, look. Or keep a bar. Here. You know how hard it is. Like I, uh, in fact, I've got flyers for you. Oh, good. I, I, I do Patreon. And you know how it is to people just to get people to like kick in five bucks a month to like support something they've been reading forever? Right. Like it's get, hard. It's hard. Here, here's Patreon flyers Thank for you. you all. Thank you. I love it. Yeah. So those listening, uh, if you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a platform through which you can support creators. Right. And so BrokeAssTour.com costs like $4,500 a month to run. And, uh, and to put things in perspective, an article on the website needs to get like 1,500 views to make a dollar. Right. So, the, as you can tell, the economics are disgustingly broken. Right. So, more and more so, uh, publications like myself and really even like the Washington Post and the New York Times and fucking the U- U- UK Guardian are kind of starting to lean on their f- readership. They're like, hey, kick in a little bit if you, if you care about independent voices. Because otherwise, as we just saw with the fucking Village Voice that went, that got, that's gone, the Village Voice is gone forever. Right? Right. So, if, if you're worried about that, Kicking five bucks a month to BrokeAssTour.com. Right. This is the only way we'll be able to continue to exist. Yeah, support support your local podcasters, support your local community organizer. Yeah, that's sure. That's what you do. That, or you can call me local drunk, whatever it is, you know. Yeah, or just oh, yeah. support us going oh, to bars you're, and you're connecting to a very important base, <laughs> the yeah. local drunk base. Exactly, and I'm, exactly. I'm one of them. <laughs> but, like, did you, was this something that, like, a little bit of your background. Did you always write? You're so, so talented in that. Thank Did you, you always want to be part of like community-driven, uh, speaking out against the uh, man, the bullshit? I've, I've always been a writer, and I've always been a loudmouth. <laughs> so they kind of go hand in hand. Um, and I've always been opinionated and said what I wanted to say. But after running for mayor, really kind of like, I learned a lot more, and I focused more. And, and, and this was the fun, first time we had him on Yeah, Talk, I was going to say, case. thank you for mentioning yeah. that. Can you talk about now how he that ran was? for mayor? <laughs> yeah. I ran for mayor of San Francisco. <laughs> but how how was that for Broke you? Broke ass mayor. Because now we're what two two years out from that? About three. Three? No. 2015. Shut up. Okay, fine. Three yeah, years. Yeah, so three out. years ago I was running for mayor. Against uh, Ed Lee, R.I.P. Yeah. I mean, this is a real R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Shit. There's a trend. Sorry. Thank God we're drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, how was that whole? Uh, out of all the stupid decisions I've ever made, it was the smartest one. Why do you say that? Uh, because I, wa- I mean, I didn't win that election, but I won that election. Like in the sense that, like, the only way I could have lost that election is if I had actually won. Because I didn't want, <laughs> I didn't want to be mayor. Right, you're just but making I, a absolutely. Point. But I got to use yeah. it as a platform to spread, you know, to, to as for, for protest and to. Uh, it was part, one part protest, one part street theater. Right, right. And one part self-promotion. You know, right. I mean. Not gonna lie, it didn't hurt Broke Ass Stewart at all either. But like, right. I got to use that platform to get across points that we're not, nobody was talking about at the time. Right. Do you, uh, you don't see yourself running next year? <laughs> next year? <laughs> Unless no. shit really goes down and specs closes or? Then I burn it all to the ground. <laughs> then I go to jail for arson. Then you go where? To jail for arson. Uh. I'll burn down whatever goes in there next. But do you, so when you ran for mayor, you know, you were doing it for all these other reasons, and then then the presidential race started, and then that happened. Do you feel like you learned a lot about politics in general and oh, the yeah. overall audience? Because, I mean, there's even people in San Francisco that voted for Trump, let's be honest. But I don't know, is there some kind of duality or something that 
you taken away from that? Yeah, I mean, I learned a lot. Um, I gained a lot more people who don't like me when I ran from there. Uh, and being opinionated, I'm fine with that. You Wait, know. you said there's a lot more people that don't like you? You dislike me now, yeah. Why? Because I, I, I say the things I want to say, and not everybody agrees with them. Okay. I don't know that it's more people. It's just now that you are out in front of them, then they could say it. Sure. But I'm sure they would have disliked you either way. I, you know? I had that effect on people. I think uh, that, that would make me feel better. Like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we all do. No, but you know, like if you put yourself out there like that, you'll know yeah. there's always like going to be hate. I'm, I'm fine with it, to be honest. Be. Like, like if you don't like me because I stick up for fucking causes I believe in, worth go, it. Go, go fuck fucking yourself. Worth it. Yeah. You know, whatever. Uh, but you know, it's a weird thing. Uh, because the way the internet works, first of all, I'm actually a really nice person when you get to, when you meet me in person. I agree. Uh, but but it's so funny. I've had multiple people tell me, Stuart, you're so much nicer in person. I'm like, am I mean on the internet? <laughs> I don't think so. But like, the problem is the internet, there's so little nuance. Yes. Right. And in person, there's so much nuance. Yes. Like you can tell, if I say one thing and make it face it mean something different, you could tell there's sarcasm involved, you know? Right. The, mm-hmm. And so it's complicated with the internet. But uh, beyond that, like, um, I don't know. People uh, are willing to just be real fucking dickish on the internet and shit they would never do in person. I'm so fucking used to it by now. Right. I've been, yeah. I've been, I've been in the public eye for over a decade, you know? Yeah. So, whatever, but... I was wondering well, if you learned a little more, too, about the machine here in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, it's all, bro- it's all broken and fucked up. Right. Everywhere. It's all about money. It's all about how much just, money you have. Just like our last mayoral election. That's all I'll say about that. <clears throat> well, in, in terms of... Excuse me. In terms of being in the public eye, can you talk about that? Because, first of all, talking about things that are dying, artists in this city can't afford to live in this city anymore. You're an artist. Uh, and basically what it takes for you to be an, a surviving artist is for you to always be doing art in every aspect of your life. Like, do you ever get a break? Do you ever get to breathe? Do you ever get to relax? Can you talk a little bit about that lifestyle? Well, the real thing that's keeping me here is rent control. Yep. And so uh, there's an important measure coming up. Uh, it's going to be a statewide measure. It's going to be Prop uh, 10, right? Prop C, Prop 10, Prop 10, which is uh, going to re- repeal Costa Hawkins, which is a statewide, state-level um, law that has limited rent this. control. Yes. So if we can repeal that, we can start doing more locally to, to make create more rent control. Because literally the only thing keeping me in San Francisco is rent control. I can't afford market rate at all. I can't afford $1,600 a month. And that's right. that's a... That's a precious price. That's not even like... Well, 1600 is cheap. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's cheap. I can't afford that. <laughs> so, Rung Control is what's keeping me here. Uh, my network is keeping me here. Right. The people, the fact that we built a community, all of us have built a community. Right. We, we try to figure out how to support each other. That's what's keeping me here, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you gotta, I got to keep hustling, keep making stuff. I work for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I get to do Broke Ass Tour full time. Yeah. It's a big deal. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's yeah. pretty cool. Do you, I, I often think about this because anything you put on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or whatever, I always agree with. And it's either something about, you know, San Francisco or, you know, these fucking scooters, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> we both have a hate relationship with those. But do you ever think, like, we're, we're in the mon- minority, right? <laughs> like, we're just, are we the saps? I don't know. Are we just holding out for something that... Won't ever be again. I, I think so. Okay. Unfortunately. I just want to make sure, like, we're like the last holdouts a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Bit. I, I don't think, I think the future of San Francisco is bleak. Uh, I'm looking at it at the bar right now, not to be that mm-hmm. way, but 
just saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's. I mean. <laughs> not to look, be that way. The, the future but. of the future of, of, of emerging culture, underground culture, is never going to be in New York. Like Patty Smith's never coming from coming from New York again. The Grateful Dead is never coming from San Francisco again, right? Right. Never. Yeah. But the future is going to be Detroit, Baltimore, Buffalo, Stockton. Right. You know. Ohio. Oh, yeah, totally. Because you had like you're never like if I was 21 now, I couldn't move to San Francisco. You wouldn't even think about it. Right. It's too expensive. No fucking way. And like Oakland right now is an amazing, beautiful, yep. vibrant, incredible place. Yep. And uh, unless we get Cat, uh, uh, I'm blanking on her name at the moment. God damn it. It's okay, we can edit this part. Do uh, you she's running it? for mayor of Oakland. Oh, she knows because she's working on a campaign. Oh over there. my God! Yes. Oh, she started the Black Lives uh, Matter. She, know, she started uh, or, the uh, um, the anti-police terror project. Uh, wasn't black? She wasn't part of Black Lives Matter. Uh, Google it, you guys. It's, uh, not, it's not Alicia Garza. It's not Alicia Garza. The beauty of editing. <clears throat> Damn Sorry, Char. Cat Brooks. Cat Brooks. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. So. Yeah, that's why I was sorry. It wasn't Black Lives Matter, but what was uh, it? The Anti-Police Terror Project. Oh. Uh, I there was but, something else. You know, unless we elect somebody like Cat Brooks, Oakland's going to become San Francisco. You know, it's our, it's already inheriting our problems. Right. Me and Boots Riley have talked about that at length, actually. About, like, I mean, years ago, I ran into Boots uh, at some event. Yeah. I think in Motown Mondays in, in Oakland. And we talked at length about... Um, how to save Oakland from becoming San Francisco. Right. And it's going to take some pretty heavy socialist measures, you know? Right. Like it, it, it. I work over there, as you know, and I there's more of a sense of community over there than there is in San Francisco. So Way I think more. that they can hold their own. Uh, but it is having people in politics and, 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 and defending the community that's yep. going to make it right because it didn't happen in San Francisco um, and it's still not really happening well, in San Francisco. Oakland's had the past seven years, eight years to look across the bay and see what's happening oh, here. Oh, yeah. Yep. Hopefully they learn something. Right. What, what well, went I wrong? Think, I think the people are standing up a lot more than, I mean, they did in San Francisco. That's yes. for sure. It happened so fast here. Yeah. It, it was just like, boom. It was like, it's right. like how the scooters appeared, literally, overnight. Overnight, three different companies yep. just, like, taking over just the fucking... Over. Or two different companies. It happened so fast here. Yeah. It was funny, too, when the scooters ended up leaving San Francisco, kind of being thrown out for a minute. The next day, I swear to God, I came out of bar at Lake Merritt, and they were all lined up. Oh, yeah, they just dropped them in Oakland. Yeah, I was That's like, are you sure. fucking kidding me right now? Anyways. Uh, we should end on a high note. <laughs> okay, 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 so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> this We're is the death here, this so is I'm the happy death about episode. That. No. Well, I still I love San Francisco. Yes. You uh, you sell shirts that say I still love it's San true. Francisco. Yeah. It's true. Um for better or for worse, and that's a love relationship is there are pros and there are cons. Right. Um but the three of us aren't married, so <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, well, I mean, is here's that or is there <laughs> San Francisco's given me so much like I, Same. I've gotten to become and be broke ass Stewart because of San Francisco right. you know right. and I've gotten to um, build the great community and build this wonderful creative life that I have yeah that I, I mean who knows if I could have done that someplace else maybe I don't know I was gonna say too I think with with all the change in San Francisco 
all of us still, we're kind of the only ones that are highlighting the local artists, the local music musicians, the local bars. Yeah. The people and community that, that's still here. So we'll pat ourselves on the back on that one. <laughs> but, I mean, that's that's the highlight, I think, for me. And for Bitch Talk and for Brooke S. Stewart. And, and I, I feel like, uh, you know, where I live, I live in North Beach, I still feel such a stri- yeah. strong sense of community. North yeah. Beach is the best neighborhood it's in San Francisco. Dude, I fucking held, agree, and I never knew. I never thought that. I just thought I've lived in, like, nine different uh, neighborhoods in San Francisco. It's true. And this is the last one. And I never thought, I just thought, oh, North Beach, it's tourists. It's fucking tight-knit. It's beautiful. I love it. It's I my feel favorite like, neighborhood to go out in. Yeah. But and not I, on I, Friday and Saturday nights. No, 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 not on I'm Saturday and Sunday. I don't fuck with Saturday and Sunday. What, nights. Saturday used, nights, no. It used to be worse back when back when there were still still nightclubs on Broadway and all the strip clubs. Oh so, yeah. Because you get these fucking groups of like ten dudes from San Jose oh, looking yeah. at titties all night, and yes. they walk out Bridge and all fucking frustrated and like trying to fight and shit. Yeah. Luckily, no, that that's chilled out. That still happens. So you know the problem is I joined Next Door. I don't know if you guys were on Next Door. <laughs> yes. There's enough racism in my life. I don't need Next Door. Uh, I, I stopped. I I canceled it because I'm like, what? There's a shooting every other fucking night in my neighborhood, and it's outside those strip clubs, and I never knew it, and I I don't need to know that shit. I don't need to know it. So anyway, uh, I guess they won't be sponsoring Bitch Talk. No, they won't be. <laughs> strip clubs? No, next door. Next door, yeah. No, I strip think clubs. we can still get strip yeah, club action if, yeah. if we try. Yeah. She, Titties she and fried chicken, the gold club. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're the hype man. Yeah. Titties and fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds delicious. Uh, Brooke S. Stewart, if you want to tell everyone again yeah, uh, how they can find you, you and can find all me of on the internet. Uh, well, I wanted, I'm, yeah. Um, I'm broke ass Stewart on all platforms. Uh, you spell Stewart S T U A R T. I'm pretty funny, I swear. Um, I think you so. can find me, you know, on all the things. But also, like I said, as I mentioned, Patreon's really important. If you give a shit about saving artists in the Bay Area and give and, and promoting artists, we do a lot of work promoting artists and, and like getting the work out there and getting people to know what's going on. And so help support us so we can keep supporting artists. So, Stuart, I, before we go, I just wanted to ask you one thing. Yeah. You, you lead your life very publicly. You're very vocal about so many things. Can we have an exclusive bitch talk, one thing that people don't really know about you that Ooh. you can share with, with your favorite bitches right now? I'm hung like this. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's okay. a lie. I'm, I'm a, uh, <laughs> let me think. Something. Uh, <laughs> I, I was like. Amazing. Thank you. There's so many, like, little stops I put before I said anything else. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. Something that, that you landed don't... on that, so that was the safe one. Was I'm that was the safe one? Oh yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear the others. Uh, let me let me think. I don't know. I live a pretty public life, um, to a certain extent. Um, I mean, you know, I guess I guess apparently I'm nicer in person than I am on the internet. Uh, <laughs> I don't right. know about that. I think you sound great, yeah. but maybe that's because we're yeah. I don't know. People are like. Her, well, she's a curmudgeon. I'm, I'm a part-time curmudgeon these yeah, days. Yeah, you're a half-time. Yeah, half-time curmudgeon. <laughs> yeah. Come That's on, there. I, I don't want to really put you on the spot, but it's Let's just... dig. Like, I need, I need some prompting. Like, there has to be, like... like uh, is there a band that you would never tell anyone Okay, do you loved, wipe back or? to front? <laughs> <laughs> I would judge you highly from that. Front to back. Front to back. Front to back. Okay, yeah. good for you. All right. Yeah. I like pineapple on my pizza. Oh, that's controversial. I don't need yeah. it, but I, I dig it. 
I'll eat it, but I won't order it. I'll right. Order so it I guess I'm kind of. I'm in the mood. I want some sweet and savory at the same time. Mwah, mwah. <laughs> what about we know raisins? We'll order you next time we hang out. Yeah. At Specs. That At will Specs. be the next one. Raisins in your food? Depends on the food. All right. We can end this. <laughs> Angela's over it. <laughs> you don't like raisins? Not in my food. Not in my food. Where well, where else go? are they going to be? They food By like, themselves. You know what I don't like? I hate raw onions. Oh, oh, I've learned oh, to love okay. them. No, I despise them. I will eat that shit like like apples. Yeah. Wait, like what about on your tacos? You Fuck, get a street I'm taco? A, I get no pico de gallo. No. No onions. salsa. If there's salsa with no onions, I'll do that. Okay. Uh, what about cilantro? Fine, all good. But it's actually a point. It's like the only my girlfriend and I don't get along about is that like she loves onions and I'm like nah I can't I won't eat it. Yeah. So if she eats them, you won't kiss her. No, no. Really? Maybe not. She's funny that we're, we're in negotiation right now. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay. Right. She gets onions, and what do you get? She's like, if we can start getting green onions and things like pad thai, we could have a threesome with like another girl. I was like, this might work. This wow. might work. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, she knows Green that. onions are the wildest. That's so my bad. Green onions, I won't do red onions. No way. Oh, you what? better fucking handle that. I'd you be like, I don't know. I've had one before. What about, a, what about a pickled red onion? <laughs> green onions, and you get a threesome? Yeah, yeah. Come on, dude. Don't make us call you dumbass, Stuart. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're there. We're just, we're just, oh, it's going to, I'm, I'm mostly there. We're just going to figure out the negotiating terms at this point. <laughs> I'm saying yes. Just do it, dude. Just do it. This may never come around again. <laughs> threesomes Although, are pretty anyway, cool. I mean, threesomes aren't my favorite. They are, they aren't. They're not are my not. favorite, especially with somebody you love. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm only yeah. with, like, Right, with Rando. cash. Yeah, yeah. Randos. Cash, cashmere, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, see you Not later. with somebody that you love. I mean, I mean I'm yeah, assuming you're a girlfriend. Yeah, I've never done it with love. somebody I love. I did it with these two circus performers one time, and that was a lot of fun. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> but, like, uh, they, they were Cirque du Soleil or, like, Barnum and Bailey's? Like, what are we talking about? What kind of circus? Close to the Cirque du Soleil. Okay. There wasn't any clown threesome, not or yet. Circus, <laughs> circus. Oh, clowns would make me soft yeah. if I were you. <laughs> yeah. No clowns. You know what? I think I'm like, not sexy. Uh, yeah. I, know, I once went to Clown Burlesque, right? They've got Clown Burlesque. Yes, I've heard of this. And I was actually like surprisingly turned on. Let me tell you why. Because it was like drag queens that I was actually attracted to. They were like, they were like hot women who just had pancake makeup on and did it with, with honky noses and stuff. It was weird. I was surprised. So they weren't the typical clown. They just they had a like, lot of makeup. They weren't like floppy shoes clowns. No, but I mean, they look like clowns. But... You know, I think I've always liked girls with, like brightly colored, colored hair and tattoos yeah. and stuff, and like, like suicide girl like and shit. So yes. yeah, well, that's different that from a clown. I have a quick question because you're talking about this. I know that we tried to end, now we're not. But this is when it gets even better. In the end, I have to talk to you about Burning Man because I always assumed you were a burner. I've been. Oh, you've been. Yeah. Okay, but like, how long ago? Two thousand four. When it still was awesome. Yeah, it was That's when I should have gone. Yeah. I had opportunities. She's never been. I'd like to go again, but it's just such a fucking hassle. Yeah. It's like, an ordeal. It's expensive. It's, it's so there's a lot of things. See, I, I try to leave the country every year. Yeah. Right. And I, and I don't make enough money to go to Burning Man and leave the country. Yeah, right. I would it's much expensive. rather travel than, yeah. So, like, since 2013, I've been to uh, Japan. Ooh. China, Finland, Norway, Israel and Palestine. Yep. Uh, Mexico. Uh, and then a bunch of U.S. states, too. Right. Nice. So. Well, right. It's either one or the other. I'm not a rich guy. I can't do both. Right. 
No, it's expensive. I didn't realize. I know someone that just went for the first time over the weekend, and I didn't realize what a fucking, like, you really have to be in it to win it. Because it's a whole production. Oh, yeah. No idea. Oh, you've never been? Oh no, it's a and whole it's, thing. I pass my prime for that now. You gotta pa- you gotta bring everything you need for the entire time you're there. All the food, all the everything, all your water. You gotta bring your own water. You be like, well, here's seven days of water. Do you know how much seven days of water looks a like? A lot. Yeah. Right. I think I really would enjoy it. I love the art aspect. Right. Yeah, it's, it's and the creativity. But I just don't know if I can handle dr- taking drugs for that long, man. You don't have to take drugs. I mean, I don't I would, though. <laughs> no, I would. And I still see trails from my acid days when I was 18. Yeah. Stuart, help. Yeah, I'm thinking of going to a doctor about now. it. Jesus Christ. I only did a little. I was there for a week. I only did a little bit of drugs. I drink a lot, though. There's booze everywhere. Well, alcohol, then, too. No, I yes. cannot for seven days just fucking drink drugs. I I'm a yes person. I was I was young at the time. I was like 23. Yeah, was, well, you can say bo- yes to everything. I, I could bounce back a lot more. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Now, not so much. No. Oh, yeah, I went to now. a movie and I brought a little box wine and I was hung over the next day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. Dude, hangovers are so brutal now. Yeah. Uh, we can't talk about our hangovers. Yeah. Our old people hangovers. No, that's but the thing about happens. Burning Man. I think I think it would be an amazing experience. It could be. But I just, I'm past that. If I could fly in, fly out, and have things taken care of for me, no problem. But the fucking, all the bullshit that goes into it, there's so much preparation, there's so much, there's so much, there's so much everything. Well, it takes a year, right? I feel like everyone that goes to Burning Man, it literally takes them a year to, like, Get through the afterburn. Yeah, there's the decompression events. Yeah, and then they gotta clean everything, and then you gotta buy more shit. It's a whole thing. Yeah, I can't devote my life to it. Yeah, okay. but I mean, it's a great thing, and and I really think like for all the shit we give Burning Man and, and Burners, like it's added a lot to our community, I think, and like added a lot of cool like wonderment, you yes. know, and festivities. Yeah. Well, in San Francisco, it's like the best time of the year to be in San Francisco totally. for the those best. of you listening. But I think, like, some of the all the bars, all the restaurants that you've always wanted to go to, there's no lines. <laughs> so so much of like, I mean, Burning Man started here like yes. 25 years ago. It started ago. here, yeah. yeah. We had a whole yeah topic on it yeah. uh, so last year. 25 year, years ago, and like, I think some of the magic from Burning Man has, has been imbued into the city of San Francisco. Yes. That's why we always look for an excuse to put on costumes and dance in the streets, right. you know? Right. It's not the sole reason, but like, it's a big part of it. I do wonder, though, with all the change, it's interesting that a lot of people with money go there, but it's like, but you also understand, like, that was happening here, but it got kicked out because of a lot of those people that go to Burning Man now. Like, well, it's I a mean, weird... No, it got kicked out of uh, San Francisco because it got too big, and they, they police, co- got, police got called on them. Right. I mean, it, they only did two burns on the beach here, and then they moved it out to the desert. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. All right, I just want to know, because I, I like that you give... You do a little nudge and wink to Burning Man, but Absolutely. in a funny way. Uh, you know, I try to do everything. I always say everything I you're do. really mean on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like to say you're the worst person I on the internet. I think you just fucking call it like it is. That's not I, mean. I try, I try. I, I like to say everything I do is low brow with a wink. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> That's why I had to ask. Nice. But I didn't realize you went. Okay, fine. Well, now, you have, now I can't really talk shit about it because at least you've Also, gone, you so. have to realize that I think people forget that we have... Dozens of writers who write for my website. Right. So people think that like it's all me. It's not all me. Right. It's there's so many voices, which becomes problematic sometimes. Like, for example, um, this woman Jay, she's Mexican American, 
showed this article one time, uh, poking fun at Dia de los Muertos, jokingly calling it Mexican Halloween, right? That pissed a lot of people off. They thought that I wrote it. Right. And here's my thing. I'm not going to tell her how to write about her fucking culture. Right. That's not yeah. my job. Right. My job is to amplify her voice. Right. You right. You know? But people see that and people are idiots and they don't read the byline. Right. So What's up? It can be complicated. Yeah. We are actually recording oh, a podcast right in honor yeah. of your bar closing. I spoke to you a long time ago. You're, you're the owner, right? I was going to ask you if you're moving to New Orleans after this because that was your big dream. <laughs> but we're talking about the closing of this bar and how sad we are about it. This is Broke Ass Stewart, if you've ever heard of him. and this Oh, you know guy. each other, this obviously. And we are, uh, uh, this is Aaron and I'm Angela. We're part of the Bitch Talk podcast. So we're just kind of giving the Hemlock a final shout out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Sorry, I'm, he's I had like, to explain. I he's like, I'm like. busting glasses. Be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Ange. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, but that's why you have Patreon, because you need this support, and you need people to help support different voices. Totally. I mean, that's the thing. Like, one of the things, that, one of the things I'm most proud of about doing Broke Stewart is that I do get to amplify voices that don't get heard. Right. Like, uh, my friend Shakina is a trans woman, and she wrote for a while, uh, like, uh, uh, basically a column that was, like, dating while trans. And this is four years ago. People weren't really writing. I right. mean, like, there maybe were on some, a few queer websites, but, like... Uh, but not for like mainstream. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you know, we write. Jamal wrote this great article about. Uh, he's, a, he's a bartender. He's a black guy who's a bartender. And there's a double standard. People think that black people don't tip. So he right. he so he wrote this whole article about being a black bartender and dealing with that double standard and like being on both sides of of, of the bar. Right. And what it's like with that preconceived notion when he's on behind the bar and what it's like when he's on the other side of the bar. Right. So you know we're getting to do stuff that like people aren't doing otherwise. You right. know. But, you know, I'm obviously not Jamal, and I'm obviously not a black bartender. But you're giving the right, voice right. to that. So, I mean, ultimately, I may eventually rebrand Broke Ass Stewart into something else, just to, like, m reflect that more, you know? Right. Because what started off as, like, a way to write about fun, cheap bars and restaurants, it's something totally different now. Yeah, right. it is. Yeah. I mean, you evolved the time. Yeah, right? you yeah. took a life of its own. I'm a yeah. big boy now. Organically. <laughs> yeah. But still contemplating a threesome if you eat green onions. So, right, I mean, right. there's still some... Levity there. <laughs> There's a lot of levity in my pants. <laughs> okay, and on that note, that's broke ass. He's hung like this, everybody. Like this. The they're not looking. They don't, right. know, they don't what know what we're doing. Like yeah, like this. exactly. No Nobody knows what He's size like we're this. talking about. But seriously, thank you so much for being a supporter for Bitch Talk. I yeah, appreciate really. it. I know Ange does. Damn. You're one of her personal heroes. Woo! So, you know, Thanks no pressure. And uh, we'll see you again. We seriously will do one at Specs. We've been talking about it for a while. So let's just do if that. If they let you. <laughs> We're good we'll friends. go on Wednesday with yeah. Lucy. Lucy's there. Lucy's great. She yeah. likes us. Lucy's great. Wait, she takes a while to warm up, but yes. she eventually smiles. Yes. Oh, she's incredible. She's yeah. She's I have always, to say she loves us. Yeah. But then she's weird when we bring in white guys, so whatever. Well, I, I get it. I get it. It's okay. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Broke Ass. We will thank see you, you Thanks soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yep. Bye. That was interview 301. God damn. Of the Bitch Talk podcast with wow. Broke Ass Stewart, a.k.a. Stewart Sheffman. Who better to be 301? Just kind of seal the deal. Seal the deal. Well, don't nod at me all oddly. <laughs> Nobody could see that. Well, there's, there's been a lot of different conversations since, since we left Stuart. 
There's been a lot of there's been a lot of talk about a lot of different things. So I wasn't sure really what you were talking about. I meant still the 300, not 301, and now Is that what you meant? Do I have to do the? Uh, oh hi, Shar. How are you? How's How it are going? You Char, oh yeah, did I, I'm doing the uh, the, no, she the, already the, gave the, the eyes. The, uh, oh my yeah. God, Shar, did you know? Okay, this is some fucking bullshit. <laughs> do I know what? That Aaron gave me those same. No, I didn't, because I was looking at the levels to make she sure. She had no because idea. I was trying she was to actually producing. I was trying to control right. somebody that was going. Oh, skeet up, skubababa. Yeah, well, people will pay All for right. And, anyway, and I was looking at levels to make sure that that was okay. Well, for uh, those of and you that can't... I didn't see the signal that was made by Aaron okay, so to Ange about her art face. This so people will maybe know. Maybe you should. I've, I've had some moments when maybe I've drank a little bit much because <laughs> this is big shock. It's booze and right. interviews. Straight from the heart of San Francisco. Um, yeah. But sometimes I lose myself in the music, the movement, the... <laughs> your mom's spaghetti and your sweater. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, what? Sometimes that happens, and uh, we had a we had to have a caucus, guys. Aaron, Char, and I had to have a caucus about when I lose myself, and we made a motion that was a sign language esque, and it was kind of like a two finger eye to eye, eye to eye, when I'm a little out of control. And I've received received it from both of them tonight. Twice. <laughs> so this is the last Maybe word you will times. hear from me. But also it is, I it's probably the last time I'll be at the Hemlock, which I don't want to think about right now because I'll start crying because I've had three Jameson. But uh, right, I I can't imagine, and it was funny because I was trying to think of all the bands that I've heard here over I, my oh ten my years in San Francisco. I think the first time I ever came here was with you. Shut up, Valentine's. You, me, and Megan, my like oldest best friend. Oh we came here for a God. show. It was in Valentine's, 2000, like seven or something. Maybe because I. Do remember you remember you that? Up Barack Obama, and I was like, oh, is that a band? <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Aaron was like, there's this guy Barack Obama, and I was like, oh, a band from Africa. You know? oh That's Stuart. Uh, Barack who? The band, uh, which Ange, which Ange was referenced. They're super in right now, Barack Obama. I mean, they're, they're, they better, in? they're better about three they? years ago, but I mean, we're trying real hard to bring them back. Yeah. Uh, you might find them if you Google them. Uh, but was no, what, yeah, maybe that was I the think, time. I think that's so valid because we, so ate, we had some like Mediterranean food. Oh fuck you! That was <laughs> my first time here. No, you're welcome that you heard about Barack Obama from me. So. Oh yeah, that's true. You're Thank welcome. you. So, uh, and then we came here, and I can't imagine how many bands I've heard at the Hemlock Tavern, and I can't imagine how many times I've blacked out here. So thank you. Well, and also for the again, to bring it back to Bitch Talk, it was our first live podcast. 100th event episode that we did was here. here. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, what are you going to do? What the fuck, San Francisco? Well, we're going to keep being bitches, <laughs> and Broke Ass Stewart's going to keep being broke. Uh, if you want to support Broke Ass Stewart, you can go to patreon.com slash Broke Ass Stewart and support him there. Um, Takes forty five hundred dollars a month to keep him afloat, and this so. guy gives you the heart, the heart and soul. It's not just a list; it's a spirit. It's 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 something more. 
And if, if you're afraid of what's being lost in San Francisco, yep. then you follow this man's rules. Period. <laughs> yes. If you're afraid, this is how you keep it going. You support these certain businesses. You support these certain companies. That, and you support artists like him. He's an artist. That's what he is. So. And I would also say on that point, uh, you know, we're at episode 301 of a podcast of five years, which is fucking crazy. Uh, and just follow us, uh, comment wherever you uh, find your podcasts, uh, subscribe, download. It's pretty easy, I think. And spreading the word seconds. is real easy. Yeah, you share it I mean, on your Facebook page and be like, oh my God, I love this podcast who's been around for five years. And they've done 301 episodes. Um, but it's kind of easy. My mom does it. I mean, come on. If my mom can do this on Facebook, you can do it on Facebook. I challenge and I, you. And I think you should also wipe front to back. And that's just a side note. Wipe uh, front to back. Wow. So that was a... That was a reference okay, from three hours. Okay, we're going to broadcast it again. Three he hours ago. Back. No, it's fine. I'm uh, bringing it full circle. Maybe I'm or just full uh, front to back. Maybe I'm just like the Yoda of the group. <laughs> full circle. On that note, front to back, people. Front to back. I'd like to preface it for all the listeners now that if you're listening to this, this is about three hours after we recorded <laughs> what are you our interview what are you with Stuart. And then eight slices of three hours, three hours and a pizza later, and this is what you get for your outro. I just podcast you'll ever subscribe to. Anyways, we're the very best podcast that you've ever ever heard. Also, you'll find us at bitchdogpodcast.com. All the episodes, all the uh, social internet webs. I don't even know what we're calling it now. Anyways. Please. Sorry, I thought that was a wrap on what you were saying. You were talking too much. Bitch, please. Anytime we're in public, I should say that too. When Aaron's talking too much, I'm like, bitch, please. <laughs>